Hey guys, welcome to episode 15 of Podcateers. Uh, this episode, we've kind of been anticipating for quite some time now. Back in episode 8, we kind of joked around about creating our own Disney rides after talking about rides that were never built. And, you know, we finally got our ideas together and are ready to pitch them to you, our listeners, and for the most part, our judges. Uh, the idea was to pitch our rides as if we're Imagineers and are trying to sell the idea to Disney execs. And although no, none of us really got to that pitch level, uh, it was just really, really fun bouncing all those ideas back and forth. So uh, if you guys have a ride idea or concept that you guys want to share with us, Feel free to leave a comment on the blog post for this episode, which will be at podcateers.com slash episode 15, or on our Facebook page, which is located at facebook.com slash podcateers. Uh, while you are there, uh, let us know which of our ideas you'd like the most and would most like to see either at Disneyland or DCA. And while you're there, if you haven't done so, please take a moment to hit that like button and share the podcast with your friends and family that you know might enjoy it as well. So um, that is it. Here we go. I hope you guys all enjoy our pitches in episode 15 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. Smells like coffee in here. That's because I'm drinking right out of the Jardis today. The Jardis. <laughs> hey, not bad. I like it. I love it. Very clever. I love it. Some you came of... up with it, not me. Now, uh, mm. can you fit a lot more coffee than it looks? Like, is it bigger on the inside? Oh, I sure wish that was the case. <laughs> that would be fantastical. <laughs> Don't but you just spill it? the case. I don't know. It usually ends up inside of me. Hmm. So how about that iPhone, huh? <laughs> Six plus. <laughs> the incredible bending iPhone. Oh, man. iPhone's so trying to deflect or get your attention off their terrible product. Mm-hmm. Now, truthfully, I expected them to do something a lot worse. I thought they were going to try to cover it up by... Create a new like bent proof case. I know, right? Buy for it. That's or... what I thought <laughs> when when Antenna Gate happened. Uh huh. You know, they're like, oh yeah, use this and try to blah 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 blah. I thought they were gonna do the same thing. It's like, right. well, now try this extra hardened plastic case that won't bend <laughs> your phone in your pocket. Did you guys see the video? Uh, it looks like they went to Consumer Report and asked them to test out their phones. Did you guys see it? I didn't. No. Oh, you you posted that I online, did. right? Yeah. And uh, what I learned at the end is that the Samsung Note 3 is superior by almost twice uh, the bending capacity. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I read a brief part of that. Uh -huh. The video that Javier is talking about is interesting. We'll, we'll post it on the episode notes for this. So, podcateers.com slash episode 15. So, if you want to see that video. We'll actually post a couple of other ones because I posted two by a group called uh, Unbox Therapy. Yeah, those uh, I saw. I saw and that. Those were actually pretty great because the guy that was doing the Unbox Therapy videos, he basically takes an iPhone 
and starts bending it with his hands. Yeah. There's, there's no heat. There's no, he just starts bending it with his hands. Yeah. And he puts all the force that he has into doing this. And he does create a slight bend on the phone. Right. The screen pops up. It just disconnects from the rest of the phone, which I thought was pretty interesting to begin with. I thought it would have snapped, but I'm assuming that the glass that they're using now prevents that from happening. Uh, Not to spoil the video, obviously, but the second video that he posted is a response video because a lot of people were saying like, well, how does it compare to the Note 3? Why don't you test it with the Note 3? So he does. He takes the Note 3 and he starts bending it the same way that he did the iPhone. Mm -hmm. And... The, the Note 3 is actually a hardened plastic. I, I want to say it's like a polymer or something. I, I don't know. But he he tries really hard. You can he see does. he's putting pressure into his bending are his Note white. 3. Yeah. And no matter how hard he tries, he can't get the Note to bend. Right. Uh, I think if finally at the end he says, yeah, there's my, maybe like a little bit of bend, but it's not that bad. And at the beginning of the video, he does state that he tried to bend the iPhone back into place and, and the screen snapped. cracked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was really interesting that the iPhone screen didn't break on the bend down, but coming back into place, it actually snapped. Yeah. I, I found that a little interesting. I, I will say that I'm very happy that the note itself didn't bend, didn't prevent my screen from cracking yeah. when I dropped it. <laughs> so now I have a cracked screen on my note. <laughs> But it's kind of my fault because my phone's naked. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't. I didn't put a, a case on it or anything. I'm not the biggest fan of phone cases, primarily because if you're paying for a thin phone, you're paying right. for the design of the phone. That's right. my feeling. The last thing I want is a brick. Yeah. When I got my iPhone 4s, I bought an otter case, and the otter case just made it seem like I had a brick in my pocket. Absolutely. It was so huge. Yep. So. I know that you have or had at least a, a different case on your phone. Yeah. Are you still using it? I'm still using it. Yeah. The only I, thing is not right now because it seems like my phone's overheating right now. Yeah. My phone started doing that yeah. after the last update too. Yeah. And but. this is my phone. I don't know if you recall. Uh, I just got it replaced. And uh, I've only had it, what, two, maybe three weeks? And yeah, I feel like. on a month now. Is it? Yeah. And guess what? The headphone jack, it's not working anymore. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, give the iPhone people something to. I know. Something to fire. I'm gonna give them with. one more thing, actually. The oh, six plus. Yay! It is pretty. I like it. It is. It's nice looking. I, I and I like the aluminum in the back. It looks really nice. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because this week Samsung released the Samsung Alpha. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about the Alpha mm-hmm. yet? No. So the Alpha is basically a smaller version of the S5, okay. but it's got aluminum siding, and it looks so pretty. Mm. Compare it When you look at the Note 3, you look at the faux aluminum siding, right. but as the phone gets older, it begins to chip off the paint, it and it looks like cheap plastic. Mm-hmm. It feels like cheap plastic. But the Alpha is actually aluminum mm. surrounding the phone. And it looks really, really pretty. The Note 4. What's the Note 4 with the, the edge, right? The Note the Edge. edge. Mm-hmm. So the Note Edge, I think, is really nice. Because it's kind of a different feature set as far as having the curved screen. I think it's going to bring something interesting. As what far is as, that? What is the Edge? I mean, I know what it looks like. I just don't know the functionality. It's of a it. Note. 
It's a well, note what's, for, what's the edge actually for? It has your icons so that you can actually touch your icons oh. and launch other applications directly Instead of from in the, the curve. screen. It's on the side. It's on the side. That so you is can actually, awesome. Yeah, it's it, it's a really that nice awesome. function. I think, like a lot of it. it it doesn't seem like it's going to be a very permanent part of the phone. Mm-hmm. I can say that it's going to be one of those shiny new toys that people play with. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, that was cool for a mm-hmm. little bit. I don't think it's going to become a very prominent feature in future phones. I think it's just, like I said, it's a shiny new toy. It looks like Samsung is just saying, hey, look what we can do. Kind of. Yeah. I, I think that's a lot to do with it because they're trying to one-up it. Really between... Apple and other manufacturers, it's really Samsung and Apple. It seems like right. that's like 10 years ago, wasn't it? Uh, uh, Motorola, 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 Blackberry, Blackberry. Blackberry. Mm-hmm. What's that? Yeah, well, <laughs> did you guys see what I posted? They, with the they Blackberry? just said that there's gonna be a new, a new Blackberry, and <laughs> I called, just felt I like it was like called. 2002. Was that an actual picture of the prototype? Because that thing looks disgusting, it looks terrible, right? Yeah. It's a square, yeah, it's ridiculous, it's horrible yeah. looking. Yeah, so forget it, don't, don't even think about Blackberry. Can I actually just uh, go back a little and mention something? I think the fact that they even had to do that Ben test for the Note mm-hmm. was a little ridiculous. And Why? the only reason I'm saying so is because Apple's new phone bent in someone's pocket three days after release. The Note's been out for a year now. And mm, never once true. have we had a complaint about that. Why did they even need to prove it that way? Very true. Mm. I, I'm actually happy that they did. Because yeah. I'm I'm a Note 3 owner. But again, the proof is in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, a yeah. customer would have complained about the fact that their Note was warped already. Yeah. Had it been. And in that video that I posted, it showed that uh, the, the, the 6 Plus bends at 90 pounds. And mm-hmm. it took 150 for the Note 3 to actually right. show any sort yeah. of bending. So, yeah, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it makes you think twice. About especially me because I know I've I've mentioned to you guys that I've thought about going back to an iPhone mm-hmm. and I don't like I said I'm not I'm not a fanboy for either one mm-hmm. but if I had a chance to play with the six plus I definitely do it yeah it's it's very pretty it's robust enough that you know you can see beautiful you know pictures on there I love the camera on there so far as far as on paper I love the camera. I haven't seen many people post anything uh, as far as... Uh, I've seen a lot of photos from the iPhone 6, mm-hmm. but not anything not yet from the Plus. Gotcha. Not anything directly from Apple, obviously. But I'm very, very happy with my Note 3. I will say that. I'm extremely happy with it because functionality-wise, it does everything that I mm-hmm. want it to do. And I know we've had this conversation before. The camera's the only thing that I'm upset with. Do you know the specs on the Note 4? It's not going to be that much better. No. It's not going to be that much Pretty better. Pretty much the same. Because my understanding was uh, the Note 2 and the 3 weren't even that different. So no. then that means the 4 is not even that different from the 2. Well, really what it came down to was just the difference in the uh, stylus integrations. Mm-hmm. Because there were so many things that the stylus could have been used for on the 2 that they just didn't integrate into it. Which I would miss if I got the... The 6 Plus. I love the, the stylus. Right. I've used it a lot. Right. Yeah. I, I don't use it as much as I thought I was going to. And you did in the it beginning, the, though. I did. And I really tried to use the stylus. And the, the integration of the stylus into my workflow wasn't as prominent as I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be, which is why I would have no problem switching to, like, an S5 or maybe even an S6 later on. Mm-hmm. 
I would lose a little bit of the screen real estate, but I don't, I'm not using the stylus as oh, much as okay. I thought. Because I use it a lot for quote photoshopping, you know. That's what oh, I, right. I, I just play with play right. with the phone really, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, I anytime if if I transfer a photo over to my phone, I very rarely make edits to particular locations. Mm-hmm. If I'm making changes, I'm making global changes that are just going to affect the entire picture altogether. Right, right. And then I post it. Uh-huh. So if if I snap a quick picture, then I quickly adjust, you know, maybe the shadows, maybe I, I brighten it up a little bit, maybe I pump up the saturation a little bit, and then I post the picture. Very rarely have I ever needed to actually make spot changes that require right. the stylus. And even then, just zoom into the picture and use your finger. Yeah, true. You see what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what I did find it useful for was painting mm-hmm. uh, or trying to draw when when I was when I was testing that out. The only other issue with doing that is that it, it feels kind of awkward trying to draw it on this little yeah, screen. It is. Uh, at least you have for to get me, used to. Yeah. At least for me it felt really, really awkward. But if I moved over to like another Galaxy phone I've I've considered maybe getting the new Moto X. I, I think the new Moto X is really nice. It's not spec wise. It's nowhere near the the Note three. So maybe I'll wait another generation. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would miss the stylus. So even if I went to the six plus, I don't think I would miss it. I want to go back on the iPhone. If they replaced it with a plastic backing or something that's you know stronger, because obviously the aluminum ain't working. Would you consider the 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 plus six? I don't. I I consider plus. it now. Yeah, I'd consider it now. Just don't put it in your pocket. Yeah, just <laughs> just don't ever put it in your pocket. The thing is, I don't wear uh, emo jeans, so I don't have to worry about. But you do them. sit. I do sit, but I take the phone like right now. The phone's right next to me. Right. When I sit down, the phone's out of my pocket. Uh-huh. I don't sit with the phone in my pocket, so I don't feel like it would be that much of an issue. And iPhone makes uh, great casings, too. Yeah, they do. Some of them are, are pliable, and they do mm-hmm. bend a little bit, so I think the issue would still be there. Like I said, I would still consider the 6 now, but it's also... This is the first time in since the release of maybe, like, the 4 that Apple has made any significant changes to mm. the physical phone. To start... Both models are much bigger than every other iteration of the iPhone. Absolutely. Which means that it's bound to run into issues. Mm-hmm. The 6 Plus is is a huge departure from everything else iPhone that they've ever put together, right. which means that it's going to run into issues. Not to mention that it's combined with iOS 8. Mm. iOS 8 is a whole new OS that is bound to have bugs. So... Over the course of the next six months, you'll obviously get the dot releases, you know, 8.01, 8.02, 8.03. They're going to fix a lot of these issues. So if you want to jump ship, unless you're an early adopter and want to be one of the testers for Apple, I would say wait six to eight months and see how it goes. Because by then, they might say, hey, the inside, maybe the outside they'll leave aluminum, but the inside will be a harder plastic that will prevent it from bending. Maybe that's going to be the next generation of the 6 Plus. Because mm-hmm. remember, there's now a, a number and an S version. So maybe the 6S Plus or the 6S will be the one that has the better that's frame true. on it. They do you see do what that. I mean? Mm-hmm. So That's another reason I don't like iPhones. <clears throat> Why? Because they... It's like they, they, they bring this phone that says it's a 6 Plus, And then two months later, they're going to bring one out that says 6 Plus Plus. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, it'll probably be an S model. <laughs> I, I doubt it'll be plus plus. It'll be six plus CS four three eight nine. Maybe <laughs> that's exactly what they're gonna call the next one. <laughs> but that—that's my point. I think that now that they kind of know, <laughs> now that they kind of know that it bends, they're trying to stay as quiet as possible. Mm-hmm. They're gonna try to hide it because they obviously don't want to make an antenna gate issue again, right. like when, what happened with the four or the four S, whichever model it was. So I think what'll happen is they're just going to quietly adjust future production mm-hmm. and just fix it so that it doesn't happen. And really, it doesn't happen with the 6. It only happens with the 6 plus because of the extra height. Mm-hmm. So wherever it's happening is obviously the weak point on the phone. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I think is going to happen. And maybe then would be a good time to consider, uh, again, unless you're an early adopter. I, I don't know if I fully want to go back to to iPhone because there's still a lot of limitations that I personally don't like. Now, the camera on the iPhone works so much better because it's directly integrated with the software and the hardware. It's all one piece to Apple. They've concentrated a lot in making it as flawless as possible. Android is not made by Samsung. They have to deal with the limitations of whatever Google does to Android. And the limitations of their own their own software, which is the TouchWiz UI, running on top of Android, which is already slow to begin with. Mm-hmm. So take that into consideration, and that's where the slowness comes in, and that's what pisses me off. Makes sense. If it was as seamless as it is on iOS, I would be much happier with the phone because it takes great pictures. I just don't like the clunkiness of the software. Okay. That concludes this week in Tech Talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Samsung still wins in my book. I don't care. I, I think they do in a lot of people's books. Yeah. I, as we could tell by some of the posts that we did, some of yeah, our, that some was of great. our listeners mm-hmm. actually yeah. have a lot of Android phones. Uh-huh. So. We're right there with you guys. We're right there with you guys. So, You guys ready to start pitching some rides? I think it's time. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. This has been kind of an ongoing thing. We've where... been pushing it back, haven't we? Like No. Like we mentioned it. Like, what was it? Episode two or three? Oh, I don't even oh, know. Oh, that's not right. I Nine, ten, like, maybe? Yeah. No. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't even know what episode it was, but coming up with a ride concept is actually not as easy as you mm-hmm. could think. It's hard. Like, you could just kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. Uh-huh. But if you want to think like an Imagineer, it's really hard. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you have all sorts of other stuff to do. Your mind gets clouded with stuff and life and just... <laughs> You don't know what to sort out and what not to sort out. Here's so. the thing. I think we just took it seriously. It's like we're going to, we, instead of just, come, you know, coming up to the podcast and say, here, here's my concept. We're going to foil out, right? Yeah. We're going to decide where it's going to be, if we're going to remove anything, uh, what kind of ride and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, you know, what did you say? It was going to be like a full on. It's a full like on a pitch. Pitch, yeah. right. It's a full on pitch. And it was, like, really difficult because throughout this whole time when we're trying to create it, we think we have this, like, amazing idea. Mm-hmm. We run it by each other and we realize we're not as, like, fully prepared as we thought. <laughs> I know, right? There's so many questions that are there asked was, and then you have to, like, questions. change things. So it was pretty difficult, but it was fun. What do you guys think of uh, asking the listeners and maybe uh, some sort of contest? I like that. So that they decided which one they liked the best? Yeah, of the three. I think that was the original idea that uh-huh. we came up with. I'm fine with it. If you guys want to make a competition, I'm, okay I'm totally that. cool with it. Yeah. 
Uh, I and then we take it to actual Disney executives <laughs> <laughs> and pitch it to them. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna walk in and be like, hey, yeah, I got I got an interview with Bruce. Um, yeah, I'm pitching an idea. He knows I'm coming. Hmm. Just uh, and then just walk right into his office. <laughs> We're clearly on a first name basis. Let me. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Bruce. Uh, we, we go way back, uh, all the way back to D23 when I met him. <laughs> It'd be sad he's, in, like, he's on vacation. No, no. He's out I, of the country. No, I know he's there because we're biffifs. <laughs> you follow him on Instagram? He knows my Twitter. He knows, he knows my Twitter. And we were at Trader Sam's having a drink one time, and he's like, Hazen, you know what? You need to pitch me a ride. And I'll be like, you know what, Bruce? That is the greatest thing you've ever told me. <laughs> And he's he like, you just, know what? I'm I'm just bored with Disneyland right now. I need something new and fresh. Need something new. Need something I mean, fresh. forget about the fact that we're already working on Avatar Land and possibly Star Wars Land. <laughs> bring me something fresh. <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna bring a little bit of the old school and the new school. How's <laughs> the worst introduction to it? I know, seriously. <laughs> Can we mention we're not drinking in this episode? <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> coffee has booze in it. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need, some coffee. Cyrus. Okay. So seriously, let, let's let's get into these ride pitches. Are we recording? So, <laughs> no, I forgot to start it. All right, guys, from the top. All right, here we go. Okay, so who wants to go first? So the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who wants to go first? Well, why don't we go in the... Uh... The chronology of the Disney movies. What came first? Chronology that would be me. Of the Dis- oh, yeah. Okay. That would be me. That would. You. You. Okay. Right. Cool. Sweet. Cool. So, Mario, Javier, and then me. Yep. Got Sounds it. good. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why I pointed. I shouldn't use names, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, I think we decided that we're going to break this down to at least three main questions, right? Yes. Really? going to be what? what the concept is going to be, storyline and whatnot. Um, how it's going to be created, mm-hmm. and where would you place it. Okay. Now, clearly, you guys are going to have questions in between, so <laughs> am I. Yeah. But those are going to be the at least three main questions that we're going to attack, right? Yes. Correct. So the concept that I have... Um, I Remember, want... full full pitch. Full pitch? Full pitch. Give it your best. Now I'm going to need five minutes to prep. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be Bruce Vaughn, okay? Here we go. My first question is, why are you wearing that suit and tie and everything? Well, I had to be ready for this well, thing, I'm you know? Looking all professional. Dress to impress, you know? All right, here we go. I'm going to be Bruce Vaughn. Ready, ready? Okay. Pitch me your story, Mario. Spot on impression. That's <laughs> a good Brian. <laughs> All righty. So to the listeners that are still paying attention, <laughs> I want to recreate the magic carpet ride from the scene of A Whole New World in Aladdin. Okay. I like it. All right. Now, the attraction itself, I want you guys to picture a mixture of, let's say, Soarin' Over California and Star Tours. Now, the thing is, I'm not going to... Keep this. I'm not going to condense it in an actual space. It's going to be a little more open. Like what a dome? I'm, exactly. Okay. What I'm creating actually is going to be a surrounding 3D environment. I like it. Now, this is where the uh, Star Tours concept comes in because you're going to have all the motions, the ups and the downs and the things like that. The environment around you is going to be one giant screen. Okay. Now, it's going to be the entire thing. Are You guys You guys remember the <laughs> scene from Aladdin, right? From A Whole New World where they're kind of like traveling around the world? Yeah. That's exactly what this is going to be. So you're going to enter this pod that's actually going to create this 3D environment. You're going to achieve that with the use of the glasses, much like they do at Star Tours. I see what you're saying with Star Tours and mixing in Soarin' over California. Exactly. 
Now, the actual ride itself, obviously, is going to be... I wanted to originally make it a two-seater, but for the sake of kind of moving the ride along, it should probably have more. Mm-hmm. Two, four, maybe six. But the thing is, you're going to be in a sit-down ride. Um, now, the actual surrounding of the ride itself is going to look like the magic carpet. But what you're going to do, just for the sake of safety, is you're actually going to sink into the ride and sit down there. <laughs> safety. Exactly. I mean, it is needed. <laughs> like, um, a, like an egg carton. Yeah, exactly, actually. Okay. So, but everything, like, you're going to sink in and everything kind of above you is going to be the actual magic carpet. That's going to create, like, the moving effect. Um, the ride itself is just going to have kind of wind pushing at you. The clouds that you're going to push through is going to be all... Are people going to move in waves as well? Well, they'll move in the direction that the screen's kind of leading you to, you know? Because if you remember that scene from the movie, you are doing the whole, like, up and down and for... To quote the movie, soaring, tumbling, and freewheeling. <laughs> Things like that, you know, you're gonna you're gonna cruise through everything they cruise through in the entire ride. Through an endless through, diamond sky. Through an endless diamond sky, exactly. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> I see this whole new this. world you're trying to create. <laughs> so now the the idea for the uh pod that it's gonna be in, it's gonna look like the uh towers for uh the palace in Agrabah. Okay. All right, so, you're so just, you would enter the palace, and the palace is the actual ride. Correct. Okay. So you're going to go in there, obviously. You're going to get into this pot thing. You're going to sit in the actual ride, and the ride itself is the, what's going to be moving for you. You know, you're obviously going to, like, hold on and just kind of go in whatever direction that it's leading you through. Music's going to be the music from Aladdin. No lyrics. I'm just going to keep it as just music track. So just an you instrumental. Know? Correct. Okay. And that's pretty much the experience. It's going to be screen mixed with... Actually, it's a lot what they do with uh, Soren. This is the part where that comes in. Because as you're soaring over California, you get the sense of the orange groves or the pine trees or the wind coming at you. Right. And all that's going to take play, too. You know what I'm saying? You're flowing so, through clouds. Clouds are going to be around you. Things like that. You're going to get air coming at you. Mist or something. Sand being thrown in sand. your face. They don't go that low. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to fly away from the sandstorm. Now, at any point, are you going to incorporate the Cave of Wonders? See, now that is cool. I say start the ride in there. Now, you see, I thought about that, too, because there's a lot of scenes in Aladdin where carpet is used. To get out of the Cave of Wonders is one of them. Um, That scene there. And originally, I'll be honest with you, I originally wanted to be a two-seater ride, kind of a tunnel of love kind of thing. It's a couple's thing. But like I said, for the sake of time and getting the ride moving, you're going to need to like incorporate a lot more people. It can be a family attraction. You can take your kids, things like that. Okay. So I think I'm just going to recreate the scene where they're actually flying through everything, mm-hmm. like the world. I don't think I want to incorporate a lot of action, you know? Are you going to end it in China with all the fireworks? Yes, exactly. <laughs> just like uh, that's where going to California. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in China? Isn't doesn't it go? Don't yeah. they go to China at the end of it? They're sitting on top of like a temple or something like that, and they're watching like the Chinese dragon, like the festival. Oh, I thought you meant soaring over California. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. It's near, it's it's near Cal- in soaring like, co- over California, they end at the castle with fireworks. It's <laughs> <was> like <laughs> we don't go to China and soaring. Like, you know, it's all California. China's pretty far off. You got a big, you got to dig a really big hole, according to Bugs Bunny. Okay, <laughs> just straight down, man. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm with you. Where's your conflict? You want the right to have conflict? The right has to have conflict. Why? Every right has some kind of conflict. That's why it should start at the cave. You're running away from the what is it, lava? I don't even remember. Is it lava? No, it's just rocks falling on you. Is it? Yeah. No, there's lava on, on the underneath though, isn't there? It's called magma. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say it like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Because it's Aladdin? <laughs> well, I was trying to Dr. Evil. That's what that was. <laughs> I know. It was pretty horrible. <laughs> that was uh, good. I guess, I guess Soren doesn't really have conflict, but Soren's not really a themed ride. Mm-hmm. And only because it's Aladdin. That's why I'm asking, like, where's the conflict? Like, are you trying to get away from something? Are you trying to... Or is it just kind of like a, it's a small world, enjoy the carpet ride? That's where I saw it originally. Okay. But I'm kind of wondering how would I even incorporate like conflict into that? Because most Disney rides don't start with conflict. No, it builds And if I want to go in order, you have the conflict first before you have that scene. Because you want to stay one jump ahead of the... No. <laughs> 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 All right. We moving on or are you going to... No, I think that should do it. Wait, Move on. where's it at? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, the the right, other question. Right. Question <laughs> three. <laughs> question two. Oh, you already answered two, two. about mm-hmm. the ride system. So where would you put it? All right. So this one was a little complicated for me. Okay. Because as much as I originally wanted it in Disneyland, mm-hmm. there's just no way it would fit anywhere. Okay. So personally, I think that this would actually belong in California Adventure. Okay. Okay. Where in California Adventure, again, that gets a little like crazy because if i want to recreate a whole land right remove the tower of terror <laughs> no <laughs> me personally <laughs> yeah that would go over really well isn't there an aladdin theater or something next to it right in front of well the, the- hollywood pictures backlot has the theater okay but i wouldn't get rid of that that shows no, no how about after the play you go into the ride like in a backstage oh, or something that's actually a good idea so, so watch the whole show, then get on a ride? Yeah, that make, that brings if you people. Want. If you want, you can either get on the ride or you can just leave and get on something else. Your choice. <laughs> Take the door to the left to get on the ride. The door on the right to go to the bathroom. I think I'm going to have to look at the map again. Just <laughs> It's not blue pill, red pill, right? <laughs> it's kind of a little bit of yeah, that. a little bit. I need to look at the map again just to make sure that would work there. Because personally, I was seeing... Kind of the area where Bugs Land is. <laughs> so you would get rid of Bugs Land? Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Why? Bugs Land's run its course. <laughs> no, dude. it's awesome. It's run its course. <laughs> I love feeling small. <laughs> <laughs> Although the other one, too, just to kind of preserve the lands that are there now, there's a lot where um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play It used to be played on. What's that? Right. <laughs> it's pretty much a recreation of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It was 10 years ago. Birkin it was Marker. actually. Yeah. <laughs> Back in my day, before Buena Vista Street. <laughs> but yeah, I would probably use that lot there. It wouldn't recreate a whole land, but you'd get the experience of the ride in there. Where is it again? It's actually right at the entrance of California Adventure. Close to it, next to Buena Vista Street. Hmm. Never noticed. Yeah. Because mm. no one goes there. So you wouldn't dump Bugs Land then? See, if I were to dump Bugs Land, though, I'd make the whole area there Agrabah. If we're just going to use it for the sake of a ride... I'd probably just use that lot. I like that idea, actually. I like the idea, too. If yeah. you dump Bugs Land, make it look like Agrabah. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot more space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's it's cool because from Agrabah, you could see the cutest little town in Carburetor County. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. That is geographically correct. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how that works. You can have the genie in the entrance, like, welcoming you. I like that. Ooh, with ah. a goofy hat. A goofy hat and a Hawaiian, and a Hawaiian shirt. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Actually, he could be the exit because that is how it ends. Yeah, he could. Okay. The All entrance right. could be the Cave of Wonders. Mm. Oh. What is it? A tiger mouth? So then, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. so would your ride then, so would you enter the ride through the palace or would you enter the ride 
through the Cave of Wonders. Oh, you're oh. giving me too many ideas now. I like Cave of Wonder entrance. See, and gears are cranking again. Uh, I'm just saying. Conflict. Because that could create the conflict at the beginning of the That's ride. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yes. Like, you're just trying to get out. Interesting. Ooh, and uh, Gilbert Gottfried can be your tour guide. Oh, Jesus. Let's go with me. <laughs> he needs a Come job. Come on, the parrot. He can <laughs> be the parrot. He's got a job. He's got a podcast. Does he? Oh, uh, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. I like it. No, I can't do it. Really? No, it's so it. good. He interviews just old-timey Hollywood people, but it's really good. You should call it the Yago Podcast. <laughs> I don't think he can legally. <laughs> but on your on your point, his laughing is consistent, nonstop, annoying. But yeah, I, like, I like his laughter, though. That's the problem. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, I, I am the one that said that I was going to watch the Haunted Mansion movie again. Did uh, you? I did. And? I... I have notes. I have, I have my reservations. reservations. <laughs> we'll talk about it in next week's podcast. All right, let's do I, I want to get through the rides, but yeah. I did watch it again, and yeah, we'll talk about All it. All right, cliffhanger. We'll keep it for next week. Yeah. To be continued. <laughs> but in conclusion, I guess, now the gears are cranking again, I would have to figure out how to develop the land around it or just the structure of the ride, but that's actually a pretty good idea, too. I'll figure that out. Wait, All what? Right. The, the entering cave of the wonders, cave of wonders. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm liking. That's where that. you All get right. your conflict, and then mm. you kind of end in the palace. I like that. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll move on from that since I've already created everything yes. else. <laughs> cool, cool. So good ride idea. I like it. Uh, I guess it does require a little bit more development since you're going to work on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to post the right ideas or something. Maybe we should post them after and just give like a little brief description. Yeah, could do that. Mm-hmm. I guess we have to if we're gonna. Have Make it a competition. Yeah. Which one oh, they yeah. like the most. So I guess we will have to do that. So okay. So let's let's move on to yours, Javier. All right. What do you guys think of converting the entire back lot of California Adventure into Toy Story Land? The boardwalk? Yeah. Love it. What do you think? Yes. Yeah? I'm for it. So your concept's a whole land? No, hold on. That's just that's part one of it. Hmm. The actual ride is taking... I forgot what it's called. Screaming? California Screaming? Is, it, is that what it's called? Yeah, California. Know. The roller coaster. Don't roller coaster. Yeah, the roller yeah. coaster. Converting that into basically looking like Andy's room, okay? Having these giant toys all around. And the roller coaster making it into a Hot Wheels racetrack. Oh, my God. I freaking love that. What do you think? Mm. You're a freaking genius. Right? It would finally bring some kind of, like, it just, <laughs> it would it would make it appealing. It just, it's such a mishmash. You guys should see how excited he is in his mind. <laughs> no, no, but. I just see, blew his so, mind. So, but it's true because you have California Screaming. Right. And then you have Triton's Carousel. And then you have. Mania, and then you have a bunch of games. Uh huh. But by making it uh, the Hot Wheels track is what you said, right? right? By making it a Hot Wheels track, and you're in Andy's room, you're making it. It's all Toy Story. It's all related. Yes. Oh my god, I love that. Actually, yeah, I really like that. <laughs> so actually. I say you two quit, and I win. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, meeting adjourned. Podcast <laughs> over. Like, podcast. Hey, over. see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> Now I really like that idea, actually. Okay, cool, cool, because so, I, I wasn't sure. But now, yeah. in order to theme it like Andy's room, would you... So so Hong Kong Disney has yes, Toy Story Land. Yes. So uh, we, we've seen pictures and all that stuff before. 
would you make it outdoor and then theme Andy's room surrounding it so you don't have to change too much other than the surrounding area? Or would you cover up the coaster and then just kind of make it Andy's room inside of the coaster? My original idea is to make it an enclosed ride, kind of like Space Mountain. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And that will give you that feeling that you're in his room. Okay. See what I mean? Yeah. So have like the illusion of a bed and all the other toys and a dresser, you know, and actually give it a ceiling, you know, obviously it won't be, you know, a thousand feet up or whatever. Right, right, right. You know, for actual scale. But yeah, enclosed. I want, I want a scream. I want screaming converted into uh the the racetrack a hot wheels racetrack and honestly even that could just be slightly modified i mean obviously it's like breaking up the coaster and starting it again but the original concept of california screaming is you start and then just blast you into the ride yeah there's nothing wrong with actually starting the ride at say the top of the desk and then taking that jump make it look like it's (laughs) that's actually pretty cool i like that (laughs) yeah now would you consider swapping hot wheels for rc car um that way you still keep it kind of in the Toy Story. That's kind of what Tokyo did, isn't it? No, Tokyo. What was theirs? Are, no, theirs is that really oh, yeah. junky It was like U-shaped a U-shape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they did put it in that orange uh, Hot Wheels track, though, if I remember correctly. It's orange. I don't know if it's a Hot Wheels track in particular, mm. but it's, I mean, it's just a U-shape. That's yeah. all it is. It is RC car. I think... Me personally, yeah. I would make it RC car instead of Hot Wheels, but that's just me. Maybe yeah. that comes down to sponsorship. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. I'm sure Hot Wheels is down. I'm sure they would be too. I'm <laughs> sure Mattel would jump on that. <laughs> so they already have most of the other toys. So why not? Yep. Why not do Hot Wheels? Exactly. Yeah. It's a it's a big property. I'm sure they want to help Disney with that. Now, where the games are right now, what would be there instead if if we make the whole thing Toy Story Land? Well, you could, you could do something like they have in Hong Kong and just have a bunch of like Tinker Toys and stuff like that for for photo ops with right. like Buzz and Woody and Jesse. So you you could do that. Yeah. So that would kind of complete the theming. Well, what about the, what's next to it? The water. The world, that, of world, of color. world of colors. World of colors. Would that interfere with enclosing the roller coaster? Enclosing it. Yes, it would look weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaving it open would definitely be more appealing because it would kind of show you RC car going through it. And especially mm-hmm. if everything is on that larger scale to make it seem like you're a toy. Right. I think would be more appealing. As far as World of Color, that's at night and everything goes dark in the back anyway. So you can't really see it. Okay. So I don't think it would interfere with World of Color. The only thing that it would conf- that there would be some kind of conflict with is obviously if Mario's idea of creating Agrobot doesn't go through, <laughs> and now you have Bugs Land <laughs> because now you have two two uh, theme lands that uh-huh. have to do with being small. True, you know. So mm. they they're different, but they're right along the same kind of lines where you have rides that are obviously. You know, large elements of something smaller. Mm-hmm. I, I like retheming it. I, I like, I love your idea a lot, actually, because, like I said, it would bring a little bit of 
you know, it, it would kind of bring the synergy of Toy Story just through the entire boardwalk. It's a bunch of games. Yeah. Uh, having like a little meet and greet, obviously, would be really cool. With all the characters? <clears throat> With all the characters. Oh, yeah. Right now, cool. right now, they're in Big Thunder Ranch, <clears throat> but who's to say that you can't also have them in Toy Story? Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. You know, especially considering that if the rumors are true and they have to punch a hole through Big Thunder Ranch to allow... Uh, just foot traffic into Toontown, and if Toontown becomes Star Wars land, then you might lose a portion a portion of Big Thunder Ranch. Mm, right. So, I don't know how true those rumors are, and I don't know obviously what the what the plans are. It's not or like there's construction if, on going on right now. No, right? not right now. Yeah. Uh, right now they're trying to get through Avatar Land before they even consider anything mm. else. But I know that there's a lot of talk, obviously, of putting Star Wars into Tomorrowland. But uh, there's a nostalgic value to Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. And if you change too much, I think people might get angry about it. So hmm. anything else on, on your ride concept? Um, well, we we got the what's the three questions? I got the location. I mm-hmm. got yeah, I basically take over screaming. Yeah. Uh, and the so thing. same ride system. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've covered Save all money there. And I'm thinking for to save money and everything, <laughs> I don't think enclosed would be a good idea. Maybe a, some sort of backdrop. Yeah. Maybe like it. maybe like repainting it and stuff like that yeah. to fit the theme. But enclosing it I think would just take away from the experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe have behind it, maybe have some painted wood pieces or something to make it look like Andy's bed is back there so that you see it on the opposite side. I can see that. You know, but Mm -hmm. not on the side, on the inside portion. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think. And then you replace the Paradise Pier logo with like the ball from Pixar. Oh, yeah. So it's basically going around the Uh ball or something. I think that'd be cool. That would be cool. I mean, maybe I could even see, like I said, if we were to just kind of modify the the beginning of the ride to start and then like dive down maybe just the beginning can be inside like maybe just the the rc coaster is going to take you outside of the room and when you're exiting it you're like leaving the window of the room mm-hmm. okay i can That'd see that too cool. yeah just build like a big window yeah to make it look like yeah mm-hmm. i like that cool i like your concept dude i like that one thanks a lot yep cool all right so mine I'm, I'm going to go full-blown pitch on you guys All here. Right, let's make this happen. Let me open up the briefcase. Well done. There we go. Let me get comfortable. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Poker face, remember. Drink my coffee here. Good evening, gentlemen. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you meeting with me today. The concept I have in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was trying to get into character, but I love the poker face, yeah, too. Thank you. <laughs> I bet everything now. <laughs> okay. So, the concept I have in mind takes some elements of the past and brings them into the future. I'm going to start by saying that my ride will be in Tomorrowland. Okay. Okay. For a long time in Disneyland, the people mover track is just sitting there. However, I would like to incorporate the people mover track into a Wally ride. Okay. Okay. Mm. Make use of the track. Yes. So the loading area would be where the rocket rods would load. 
essentially in that same area. And you would sit in a pod very similar to the ones in Wally, like Lazy Boy uh-huh. reclining chair. Are they levitating? <clears throat> it would give the <laughs> that illusion. Would be awesome. That would be awesome. There would be an illusion of levitation. Mm-hmm. And you could do that by creating a plastic cone-like cylinder. And then you just kind of paint into the seat so that it looks like it's levitating. I like it. Obviously, we would illuminate the, the track in the light blue so that it looks like the trail that people aboard the Axiom are currently writing on. The story takes place pre-Wally. In the movie, they are 700 years into their course. My ride takes place the year that they launch on the Axiom. Oh, Hmm. I am with you here. So, you board the ride, and as you're in the queue... You see a bunch of advertisements from the by and large. Uh-huh. Like, get this brand new spacesuit. And now, in the movie, everybody's overweight because nobody's moving around. But you do see some of the people in the movie in their thinner states. Mm-hmm. So you begin to see some of these characters, like Mary or John, before they look like they did when they were sitting aboard the Axiom for yeah. 700 years. Hmm. Okay. So you're in the queue and you're seeing all these advertisements for the by and large. And you're seeing all this propaganda saying, like, Earth is becoming uninhabitable. Uh, Initiative A113 is in full effect. And we're going to all board the Axiom because Earth is becoming, you know, a dangerous place to live. So you're hearing this throughout the ride. See advertisements for brand new chairs, new hologram screens now in 8000K, you know, because... We got to be in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So you board the ride, and as you're getting on, you see Wally, like, kind of saying, like, no, no, no. You see other Wallies just kind of putting trash into their trash compacting stomachs and dumping out little trash squares. Because remember, Wally wasn't just Wally, it was a mm-hmm. fleet of Wallies. It was a fleet, right? Yep. Right? So you see all these Wallies doing their work because they're trying to clean up Earth just like they were set to do. Right. You board the ride, and you're riding along the people mover track. And at one point, when it reaches the the part right above Star Tours, you'll have to block it off, obviously, so that you can't see Star Tours anymore. But at that portion, you start to see these weird things happening. Like, you'll see Wally coming up to you with, like, a little plant telling you, like, don't leave, don't leave. And another robot just kind of bulldozing him over. (laughs) Or, like, taking the plant and tossing it. And you kind of start getting this idea like, wait a second, those robots are kind of shady. Something's not right Mm. here. And as you're about to board the Axiom, which, by the way, the new Axiom, all of Interventions. I'm dumping Interventions and I'm creating a giant Axiom shell. Uh Hmm. So as you're riding above kind of like an arch into the Axiom over what's currently Space Mountain or around it, it's like a clear tube and you know you're about to get into the Axiom. Wow. As you're getting into that, you see Wally on the side and Wally is trying to warn you, don't do it, don't do it. And he puts the plant on your on your, on your little boarded vehicle, mm-hmm. which by the way will be like a doom buggy, but kind of smaller. So that you and one other person can write it. Okay. Okay. It's going to look like a chair that holds like two people maybe instead okay. of one. Mm-hmm. So Wally puts his plant on there 
And all of a sudden, you're triggered as, wait a second, there's a foreign object here. Now you become the enemy. Oh. Okay? So you go right into Interventions. <laughs> and Interventions is the Axiom. Remember, it's a bunch of stores. It's this huge ship that just like a has... Mall. all. It's a mall. It's, yeah. a, it's like a, a world is mm-hmm. what the Axiom is. Right. So now this is where it's immersive, just like yours was. The entire Interventions lot is just a giant rotating screen. Oh. Okay? So the track kind of goes around it, and the screen obviously changes depending on what you're doing. But now that you're the enemy because you have your plant, you have to dodge all the robots. And now you're trying to get this plant. And John comes up and says, hey, uh, these robots are trying to chase you. They're saying that you're an enemy now. And you'll see the, like the president or something saying, stop him. You know, We can't let him get through. Or maybe like the robots <laughs> rebel against you. And you're dodging all these robots and everything. And you hear somebody on the screen say, you need to take it to an isolation chamber so that we can preserve the plan and see if we can continue living on the planet. Your job is to get it to this location. And so you're going through all these like obstacles and all these robots that are trying to get you and finally you make it to that location. By the way, I'm, and, I'm literally at the edge of my seat yeah. right now. <laughs> and, and the plant gets transferred to it and then the sky opens up and you see the ray of light come through because the plant has been taken by like Eve or Wally and planted in the ground. And you know that humanity is going to be okay. And that is the ride. <laughs> Dude, I lost. <laughs> I like it a lot. Well, damn. Yeah, that was really good. You like it? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. Except for the ending. I don't think it would be Eve because she doesn't appear till 700 years later. Oh, true. Right. So it would have to be Wally. It has to be so Wally. it would have to be Wally. Hmm. Well, Dude, damn. this is fantastic. Uh-huh. You like yeah. it? That was intriguing. So the ride, it would be kind of like the Haunted Mansion. Yes, very right? similar. Very similar. Yeah. You get in you get in the, the seats yeah. of two and it takes you into the world of Wally yes. basically. So yeah, the ride vehicles would be very similar to the Doom Buggies. Mm-hmm. The only the only change that I would make to the Doom Buggy system is I would obviously want to create a ride system that also pivots. Mm. So as you are getting aboard the Axiom and as you're being chased by all these robots you get to the point where your seat is also pivoting left and right to give you that simulated feel of you're dodging somebody or you're kind of like swiftly moving to the side. So mm-hmm. is it kind of roller coaster? Does it speed it up? Have, so yes, the, it would speed it would up. Speed up it would speed up. Because it would start slow, yeah. showing you the, what is it called, Axiom? The yes. Axiom, yeah. And then once you are have become the enemy, then it speeds up. Yes, because you're trying to get away from it. That you is can't fantastic. continue going slow. Right. This is fantastic. So, but Who's... everything else, everything else is just kind of that, like you said, kind of that haunted mansion pace while you're on board the vehicle. Right. And you're kind of seeing all the ads. You're kind of seeing the theming. Obviously, you would see people walking around uh, from the top of the people mover track. Mm-hmm. You can say hi to them and everything. Like, they're getting ready to board the Axiom, too. Yeah. So, that's my ride. How would you achieve the visuals in this? Just a giant screen. Wait, a visual in, uh, aboard the Axiom or where? Well, like the ride in general. Things chasing you, uh, Wally, the um... animatronics. Okay. okay. You, you, I, I feel that even if you add projections to something, you still need to have the element of some kind of animatronic, right? So that you have the physical elements approaching you. So it will 
certain parts of it, especially like over star tours and stuff like that, will feel like you're in a dark ride in Fantasyland, like in Alice in Wonderland or, you know, Snow White, Peter Pan, whatever the case is. But there's going to be that immersive feel inside of Interventions when all of a sudden you're aboard the Axiom and Hmm. the entire screen is just giving you like everybody else traveling underneath you and kind of in front of you. And throughout the ride, you will also see like other people kind of like fake animatronics, like sitting in front of you and like you're trying to like dodge away from them. And that's where the pivoting of the vehicle will become handy because then the... If, in the movie, you'll actually see how the blue lines become red when somebody got stuck. Mm-hmm. John falls at one point. Mm-hmm. And so the blue lines kind of reroute themselves and everybody all of a sudden takes the blue route again instead of the red mm. part of the route. So it'll be something similar to that where it incorporates that routing system. Right. I can see that. So. Okay. That's cool. <clears throat> well, dang. That was very well presented. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I like the visuals too. <laughs> Thanks. You know, when as you were telling the story, you look like a preacher just with your hand motions. <laughs> hey, I'm pitching something. Hey, you did a good job. I'm pitching. That something. was good. Thank you. I liked it. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess at this point, we leave it up to everybody to vote. Yeah. Uh, I love all the ideas. I think we did a good job with all the rides. I think retheming stuff is definitely the way to do it especially considering walt said that the park will never be completed right and now that we have the addition of california adventure neither park will ever be completed Mm -hmm. so adding things removing things is always going to be a part of the disney company just like right now they're in the process of removing maelstrom from florida and converting it to frozen right so there's a lot of people up in arms about it but you got to go with what's popular you do want to, you know, advance. You want to bring in some of those legacy, you know, characters, some of the, the things that just make people feel happy. Right. So I think retheming is a good thing. Yeah, some people will be bummed out that they're going to lose some things that, they're, that they uh, really love. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that way when I lost the big orange. You know, inside of, of Paradise Pier. Yeah, I yeah. love that thing. That's funny. But we got the Silly Symphony swings out of it. Right. And, you know, you, you just get used to it. It's just a part of life. You know, you change and, and you move on. Well, yeah, because the thing so is... You sound like a Hallmark card right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a part, life, Change is a part of life. Because, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's always going to be those things that are going to, like, recapture our youth. You know, there's always those classic Disney movies that we look back to. But the next generation wants to look back at something that they remember when they were kids. You know, right. that's what this stuff is. Right. So, I mean, it kind of has to take over. Yeah. So, Plus, I will mention that with my ride, because I, I, I don't remember the exact date, but I want to say it's like 2110 or something like that mm-hmm. with, when they first board the Axiom. That's that when the story said, takes place? That's when my story takes mm-hmm. place. Nice. So it kind of, I don't want to say future-proofs it, but it kind of future-proofs it a little bit, which is one thing that Tomorrowland is gravely lacking right now Mm. because everything in tomorrowland kind of seems like it's yesterland you kind of gain a little bit of that time span yeah true so i'm assuming my rides on is based on the first movie yeah right because it's it's kind of the introduction to buzz when he jumps on rc and then he goes through the loop and stuff like that so you can think of yourself as buzz there you go yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah cool all right guys so we will post the ideas we'll post a brief description to all of the ideas uh on this episode's post which will be at podcasters.com slash episode 15 
go over, leave a comment, vote. We'll post maybe a graphic on Instagram. And if you guys want to vote through there, that'll be cool. Maybe even on the Facebook page. And speaking of the Facebook page, if you haven't had a chance to do so, please find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash pocketeers. Head over, like the page, share it with your friends. And that's about it for this week, guys. Um, anything else you guys want to say before we head out? You called me a genius. Well, I, I really <laughs> like the idea. All right, guys. So until next week, uh, please continue leaving us comments. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Please share it with your friends. Facebook.com slash Podcateers this episode and the descriptions will be at Podcateers.com slash episode 15. We are on the Instagram and the tweets. We are at Podcateers on both. So until next week, here is to beers, cheers, and Mickey ears. Sweet. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye for now. See you.